There's this whole thing called a tease in sports media. And so we're going to tease Trey's grand idea. It really is a good idea that he floated during the break. Pay me. I mean, NCAA, it's, you could pay me. That's all I'll say. Yes. Well, we'll get to that momentarily, but we'll go in a different direction to start part two of covering the Commonwealth. Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with the JMU Dukes. With Shane Metlin, Harrisonburg Daily News Record with us in the fast lane. Shane, you thought we were going to ask you about football to start off, and we will ask you plenty momentarily. But for basketball, first of all, the second win of the week. They had the opener against Michigan State. That was a thriller as they had to go to extra time, free basketball, up in East Lansing. Uh, but they did it again at Kent State. And where in one of those grand win probability of like 0% games where they actually had a probability because they scored five points to force overtime in the final four seconds of that game against Kent State. How big of a week was it for Mark Byington's basketball squad to start padding that resume right now? Yeah, I mean, it was huge because uh, this team's not going to get a lot of great opportunities to win what are going to be quad one, quad two games down the line. They'll get a few in conference play, but um, there's not going to be a ton of those on their resume. So if we're talking about a team that continues to win like this, continues to be ranked, and then comes down to the end of the year, maybe maybe they have a little bit of wiggle room going into the conference tournament if they continue to play with this. And um, if, if, if Michigan State and Kent State live up to their expectations as well, these could look like really good wins down the line. Things that could age like a fine wine, those early season basketball wins for JMU. Meanwhile, for football, they're already getting results late into the year. They did it again against UConn. Were you worried at any point during the first half or the early second half, or were you like Kurt Signetti, the head coach, who spoke afterwards about the fact that he had faith all along that the JMU style was going to be to break the will of an opposing team, and eventually they did in the third quarter against UConn? Yeah, I didn't have a ton of worry. I mean, it was it was closer to maybe – you might have expected at halftime, but you kind of not shown much ability to even get that close to the end. Though they kicked a couple field goals, but you know, Jamie, I think is willing to uh, trade field goals with most teams and kind of expect their offense to kick it into gear as the game goes on. You know, you talk a lot about halftime adjustments, but I feel like JMU's offense makes a lot of adjustments kind of maybe like late first quarter or getting into the second quarter here recently. And, um, you know, after they've seen a few drives, they really do seem to be kind of able to kick it into gear. They've done that quite well for football. They found another gear. They're still undefeated at 10 and 0 here in the regular season. Game day is coming this coming weekend to JMU. I'll be glad to be the guest picker. Just Trey saying. will be the guest picker, and maybe that's the reward they can repay him if the idea that Trey had uh, in the break comes to fruition, and that is, Trey, just go ahead and spill your idea. All right, hear me out. You know what? He can be the guest picker. You bring out Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA, and as they're picking JMU's game, because they'll get booed the whole time, he announces... Not only will JMU win this game, but I have granted their waiver for, for to qualify for the Sun Belt Championship. Boom. You're welcome. 
I, that sounds like an amazing idea. Uh, I don't, happen. I don't know if I'm crossing my fingers that it's going to happen quite that way, but uh, that that would be that would be more PR savvy than the NCAA tends to show. I'm telling you, I could run PR for NCAA like that. It's common sense, half yeah. the time. A ratings bonanza, but highly unlikely in all reality, right, Shane? I, I think I think it's uh, unlikely Charlie Baker will show his face in Harrisonburg this weekend but you know like you said i mean that that image would live on forever if they if they went that route oh no doubt it would it would be uh, quite epic if that happened in the meantime the insight is always epic from shane metlin harrisonburg daily news record with us in the fast lane shane a pleasure to speak with you thank you so much for your time uh and we'll be chatting again soon all right, thanks, guys. Shane Metlin with us here in the Fast Lane. And last but not least, or maybe least, that professional football team in Landover, Maryland, or is it Ashburn, Virginia? I can't fix the PR of this team. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take an offseason's worth of work, but more importantly, can you fix the defense for the Washington Commanders where on a day seawall where the offense clearly came to play, 29 of 42 passing for Sam Howell over 300 yards through the air and as efficient of a game as you could expect, the defense just could not get off the field against Seattle, especially in the fourth quarter when it mattered most. Yeah, it it was, I think I was taking a minute to respond because in just listening to everything that you were saying and thinking about the game that Sam Howell had and for the defense not to be able to match that energy that was on offense was quite disappointing. Well, indeed, in correction, it's 29 of 44 passing for Sam Howell, but three touchdowns and zero interceptions. The disappointing tone is the way the defense really struggled down the stretch. How much of it was a losing proposition anyway because you've gotten rid of your two best pass rushers, not two of your your two best, but two of your best pass rushers in Montez Sweat and Chase Young? How much of it is the fact that the underperformance, particularly in the back seven for this defense, has been a clear issue all season? I think it's been a clear issue all season and in in seasons past under defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. Some of these issues have been recurring over time. We've seen them season after season. I think the challenge is when will it stop? Yesterday was a winnable game for the Washington Commanders. It really was. If those if those attention to those details and mistake free football could ever get played we may see them come up in the w column which was a very important game to help position them in the nfc and in the playoff race see well you had to phrase, phrase it like that you just you know ed's favorite words Attention to details. Seawall knows it because the commanders lacked it yesterday, and now she's had 24 hours to figure out how in the world they couldn't find a way to do that on the defensive side. Geno Smith, as great as he was, 31 and 47, 369 yards passing, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Sam Howell looked good again for Washington, as we mentioned, 29 of 44. He goes over the 300 yard mark, three TDs, and zero interceptions for the commanders. Are they finding something or have they found something at quarterback and now it's more about getting the right pieces around that quarterback? It, it sure certainly looks like it, right? It certainly looks like it. And, and I feel like they have as well. And I'm getting the sense from listening to Coach Ron Rivera when he still tries to direct us and our questions back to the fact that what they see in this young quarterback and what they have in this young quarterback. So it's letting me know, okay, you were you were really trying to find that it factor with the quarterback. And now that you believe you have that, now what? I was feeling like that was the last piece 
But based on what we've been seeing, that was the piece they were looking for. Now, perhaps they're going to build the rest. Seawall, Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment, CEO Seawall, Seawall SC, and Seawall Sports. The ways to keep up with her on Twitter and Instagram. Seawall, we appreciate your time and insight today in the Fast Lane. Thank you much. Thank you so much, and I'll be talking to you guys again soon. Candy Waller wrapping it up somehow on time in the Fast Lane.